This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's self-gathering in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in hearing more about our church? Go to Bethlehem.church forward slash self. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Hi. Ethan, you're in here too, right? Hi. Hi. Uh, we got Dave and Stacy and Ethan, and Daniel is supposed to be here, and now he's not. <laughs> so. It's a running, becoming a regular theme. One one of these days he'll take back over hosting, but um, until <laughs> then you're stuck with me. Sorry. So, random random question: What did you guys have for dinner last night? We had like a spicy taco soup kind of thing. It's really good. Something that Kelly makes that's really, really tasty. So her uh, her parents are in town for a couple of days hanging out. So she needed a meal that could feed a bunch of people and it was really mm. good. Where'd she get the recipe? I don't think it's yours. <laughs> so <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's a different one. But, <laughs> but nice try. Well, <laughs> maybe it is. Uh, we will come back and correct it if it was. But I think it's, I, I think it's a recipe from... Uh, the Amberson family, which is a family in our church. So I think where this one comes from, but could be wrong. Well, it was a shot in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really. <laughs> Stacy, what'd you have? We had chicken veggie stir fry. Ooh. Yep. It's kind of an easy. Ethan loves stir fry. I love dinner. stir fry. Yep. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it was good. What'd you have, Ethan? Spicy deluxe with Chick-fil-A sauce and a lemonade. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's good stuff. Mm. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really hot too, like really hot. It, Must have been it, very, it, very fresh. It varies there. Yeah, yeah. The, even the spiciness varies. I've noticed a little bit. Oh, uh, you mean temperature? You mean temperature? Wise, oh, temperature. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. You're oh. scalding your mouth. No, no. It's never spicy enough. Oh, gotcha. Mm. It could be. Uh, yeah, it was. It was hot. Like temperature hot. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Very you fresh. Okay. You okay? Did yeah. You, get, you didn't get burned, did you? Might have burned a couple of couple of little taste buds, but it's fine. I've it's got more. Fine. They'll grow back. Yep. <laughs> Stacy's looking at me. I made adult spaghettios. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Tell us about well, that. When I was what a kid, I just I really really loved the spaghettios, but I didn't like the ones with meatballs. I liked the ones with hot dogs. Did you just get one from have it from the can last night? No, I made my own like upscale versions. Mm. So I, I had like the really nice like bucatini spaghetti noodles, which are the noodles that have the hole through the middle so the sauce like gets in them and then I used really good marinara sauce and then I used like all beef Schweigert's Frankfurters <laughs> and I like crisped them up a little bit and then I put them in the sauce and then put them on the noodles. It's really good. Mm. Yep. That's what, I, <laughs> that's what I had for dinner. A little picture into the life of the single guy. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so uh, podcast today, we are going to talk about something that's, I think, pretty important in distinguishing uh, and talking about in the life of a Christian, and that's um, the topic of guilt and shame. And so what are they? Are they different? How are they different? How are they supposed to function? How can they go wrong? Um and how should we view those types of things? So to start out, maybe what's what would be a definition of guilt and what would be a definition of shame, you guys? Well, I think guilt is that we've you've crossed a line or you've done something wrong. I think that's 
pretty intuitive to us in the Christian community. Um, as we think about sin, you have guilt because you've sinned. Mm-hmm. Um, it yep. has a legal aspect to it. You know, think of yourself before a judge and you're declared guilty. Um, I think we're pretty familiar with that mm-hmm. in the Christian world. Um, shame, on the other hand, is more of a sense of that you're unacceptable or who you are is, it's not your guilty, um, you know, from a legal standpoint, but it's more of like an identity of like who you are um, because of, it could be because of something you've done wrong. So it could be associated with guilt, but it could also be, um, you're unclean or you're unacceptable because of something done to you or someone that you're associated with. So it's kind of, it has some different facets to it. Sure. It's not as simple as just mm. so you're guilt, guilty. Guilt is like you're guilty. Like you, Correct. you did something wrong. Shame, picture yourself more. Ed Welch talks about the picture of shame is you're in the public square and people are looking at you and you're feeling exposed and not... Um, acceptable or unclean. The imagery of mm-hmm. being unclean in the Old Testament correlates with the idea of shame. Sure. I don't know if you would Dave, anything add to add anything or to that? nuance or anything you'd want to say? Yeah, I'd say, yeah, n- nothing I would change. I would just say guilt is objective. Shame is a little bit more subjective, although it can, uh, it can and when it's working the right way, accord with, you know, objective reality, but it can also misfire in all sorts of ways because it's more of a, I think it's more of a feeling. I think it's even fair to say that that is springing up from our conscience Mm -hmm. and our consciences are not always properly aligned with reality. Um, Right. So, so then from that, if if we're holding kind of those two distinctions, is shame always bad? I don't. I don't think so. Um, and I think the Bible. Uh, the Bible talks about it uh, in several places um, as uh, just a, a reality. You know, even even this last week, you know, that these these people glory in their shame with mm-hmm. minds set on evil things. It doesn't say that they shouldn't feel shamed. Uh, they glory in their shame. That's a reality. And the way Paul's talking about it, it's like. They, they should be ashamed of, of the things that they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not always a bad thing. What I, the way I'd say it is that um, after the fall with sin and guilt as a reality, when shame is operating rightly, it's like a, uh, it's like a, I said this in the last podcast too. Apparently I really like this analogy, uh, a check engine light for our hearts to mm-hmm. go, oh, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling, uh, a sense of, you know, sometimes in, in, in Stacy said, you know, exposed, I think it can come a lot of different ways. It can mm-hmm. be like a sense of dread, can be exposure, could be, I feel dirty, could be just fear. I think shame can sometimes just feel like fear, uh, but I'm feeling this reality that I am, I am not what I should be, what mm-hmm. I think I should be, what I ought to be. And sometimes uh, when it's working right, like if I, if I um, if I sin against my wife, right, or I sin against one of my kids, and this feeling comes of oh, that wasn't right. I that I I'm I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I think that is a feeling of healthy, right shame that makes me go, okay, I got to go to Jesus. 
Uh, he's forgiven me for my guilt. I see that I'm the shame has pointed me back to my guilt. I did something wrong, but I'm forgiven, <laughs> forgiven in Jesus. This is good news. Oh, and not only am I forgiven for my guilt, but his righteousness, his perfect righteousness covers my shame. And then from that place of gospel hope and gospel rest, I can go back and say to my wife or my kids, I was wrong. You know, will you forgive me? Um, and so I think that I think that's the way in which shame as a as a right pointer from your conscience back to your guilt helps you move first towards the gospel as a Christian and then towards anyone else that you need to uh, ask for forgiveness from or or whatever you know whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the way I think mm-hmm. it works. Right, and yeah. it can be right. a good gift from God to right. Help so us. if people really have sinned, yeah it would be wrong for them not to feel shame. Like something is not working right inside of them. If they, mm-hmm. if they were not feeling yeah. their conscience or yeah. shame, whatever you want to say, I guess, mm-hmm. that, that would be like a really unhealthy place to be if they actually didn't feel shame. Right, so, so, so if we were gonna say the way it works best is when I am actually guilty, I feel some measure of shame. That's how it's supposed to work right. together. We would say, um, if you really are guilty and then you don't feel any shame, that's broken, right? That's so like, I think, and I think that's where the reason I bring conscience into it is that's where the Bible talks about a, a hardened conscience or a seared conscience that has lost the ability to feel where it's actually gone against what God says is good and beautiful and right. It, it's dark and it's seared and it's hard. Um, so that'd be, that'd be one of the ways it goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Both of the things we've talked about um, are not, th- so both of those things we've talked about, kind of the, the here's the way it can go wrong this way, you don't, you don't feel the right thing, or here's how it operates right, yep. are not the main way that our culture or most people think of uh, the word shame. Like, you know, I've, I've, I've often heard people so what, yeah. say, you know, you should you should never feel shame. You know, you should you should never be ashamed. You should uh, like shame in itself is bad or something to be avoided. Or, um, but I think that that's because they're viewing shame as something that someone else is putting on them that ought not be put on them. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main way the world is is trying to view it. Um, and you could talk about that on a macro scale with big issues of morality, or all sorts of micro scales, right, all over the place and very serious. Mm-hmm. So, but then another a way that shame goes bad right. is yep. if you have been sinned against, and we're seeing this in Genesis, and we will continue to see this in Scripture of um, really horrible acts of people sinning against one another, and the shame that people experience because of being violated as an image bearer, that mm-hmm. um, they feel dirty, they feel unacceptable, they feel cast out. And that's because of ways that they've been sinned against. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. that is not true of who they are. Right. So that's a way that shame is not. Yeah. So yeah. So would you say that there's a, there's a category of rightly placed shame? You're guilty, you feel shame, and then that should make you go to Jesus in repentance. Mm-hmm. And then there's a category of misplaced shame. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where you haven't re- you haven't sinned, you haven't mm-hmm. done anything wrong, but for whatever reason, maybe you've been sinned against, or maybe there's a something that happened in the past, or some pattern that makes you feel shamed. 
um, for a, a, a reason that isn't actually true. And that's misplaced, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you can feel that in a, in a variety of ways. I'm not you know, athletic enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and it can be, it really can be anything. I'm not, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not married. I'm right. You know, I, right. you know, my marriage isn't good enough. My kids aren't in an, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just, it, we're, you know, all the identities we've been talking about the last few weeks in the sermons, when any of those, you know, uh, is in your heart, you're, you can feel ashamed about it if, if you're, you know, thinking that that's what you have to measure up to. So mm-hmm. you're right, because it mm-hmm. can be someone sinned against me uh, or it just can be our own hearts mm-hmm. and the Satan, Satan. frankly, yep. just telling us lies about yep. something that we're supposed to be that we're just that we're just not supposed to be. Um, so I think I think it can be outside things and these internal things that we wrestle through. Yep. So then there's rightly placed shame and then there's misplaced shame. So how should we, what should we do with those when we feel, so we've already kind of said what we should do with rightly placed shame, right? We've sinned, we feel ashamed, it's a check engine light, so what should you do? You shouldn't hide, don't hide from Jesus, you know, don't run from him. No fig tree, Right. no fig leaf sowing kits. Don't sow fig leaves, go to him, Mm -hmm. right, and repent. Yeah, and. That's that's the proper response. Mm-hmm. So what? But then, how do we handle misplaced shame? Like, what should we do when we feel something like that? Yeah, I, th- I think um, I think that we remember who God says we are, and what He says He values in us. You know that He. I mean, I just talked about it in a sermon, but you know when when Paul is about to call, you know, he's, he's called them away from sin. He's calling them towards new good things. And he says, remember first that you're chosen, you're holy and you're beloved. So, I mean, I, that, that for, I've told people Colossians is one of my favorite, three is one of my favorite chapters. I, I like start most of my days telling myself that, which uh, is so helpful. You're chosen, you're holy. Which is what mm-hmm. it says in Colossians, set your mind. Yeah, set your mind. Yep. And just telling myself, you know, despite yesterday's failures, despite, you know, that person's comments to you, despite the, you know, what, what, whatever it is that is burdening my heart and maybe making me feel like I'm not enough or mm-hmm. whatever, I'm just going, but, but I'm chosen by God, you know, and I'm holy. And I, so I, I, think, I think that's one really important way is to, like you talked about it before. And again, I... I I do think that the conscience is highly involved. And what I'm doing in that moment is I'm just tuning my conscience to the word of God. It's, it's, uh, it's just a, it's just an oil change for my heart. Or whatever, right, you know? like what does he say is true <laughs> yeah. about you? Keep yeah. going with the analogy. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I think, uh, the, you know, and then just having a mature community around you that when those things, you feel them beginning to spiral, you can go to them and they can set your eyes on Jesus. Um, to have to have people that can hope for you when you are having a hard time hoping and trust for you when you're having a hard time trusting and kind of step in that gap and say, man, you can't... The, the picture I have of this, um, I don't know if I've ever said this before, but I, whenever I think of how it works, I always think of like the friends that made the hole in the roof and they're like, man, this guy's hurting. He can't get to Jesus himself but we're going to get him to Jesus. You mean in Acts, the story in Acts? Uh, no, it's, it's, 
No, it's not in Acts, is it? It's in... Uh, oh, it's in one of the Gospels. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember where it is right now. Maybe... maybe. That's right. They Mark. lowered him down through the roof. They lowered yep. him down. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, he can't get to mm-hmm. Jesus. He's too beat up. He's too broken. And he, But he's got these friends who go, we're going to get you to Jesus. And I think that that's another really important part of dealing with misplaced and rightly placed shame, but especially misplaced shame when we're just believing lies or we're about ourselves or we've been sinned against and we just, it's just, we're just too broken and hurt to be able to realign ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really think the answer is the same for both in some ways is just go to him. And I, that's what you're mm-hmm. saying is like, mm-hmm. hear what he has to say about you mm-hmm. in his word, but bring that to him because mm-hmm. we have a savior who on the cross um, took on our shame. I mean, think mm-hmm. about what Jesus went through on, you know, in Gethsemane and then on the cross, he experienced being oppressed and mm-hmm. being shamed, like publicly humiliated. He was despised, yeah. He mm-hmm. was. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that Isaiah passage. Um, and what does the verse in Hebrew say? He despised the shame mm-hmm. of that in our place. Mm-hmm. So he knows, um, he's, he's, he knows our experience mm-hmm. and we can go to him with these feelings and, and then receive what he said is true about us. Like you've said, mm-hmm. chosen, holy, accepted, and we're in him. So this is the clothing that we've put on is his righteousness. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't just sew our little fig leaves to mm-hmm. try to hide ourselves mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. feel better about ourselves on our own. Mm. Yep. But I think the community aspect too is that you've highlighted is really important too, because it's not enough to just tell ourselves this, but we really need a community of people that we're doing this with and letting ourselves be known by and um, experiencing that love and acceptance from yep. others. And that's really how God has designed the church to work. Yep. The body of Christ belonging to him, united with him, therefore united to one another. And our job is to tell the truth to each other, who you are mm-hmm. uh, and to come alongside and to support and to encourage and be the family that we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So great. Well, I think this is really, really helpful to think through. Um, these are nuances that it's just important to get right. Um, mm-hmm. And so yep. our goal is that people would feel right right guilt mm-hmm. over sin, but that they wouldn't stay there, mm-hmm. wouldn't stay there, but they would run to Jesus knowing that ultimately in him, they're already forgiven. Mm-hmm. So go to him, mm-hmm. go to him. And then if you're feeling misplaced shame, go to him <laughs> and tell yourself who you are and fight mm-hmm. the lies of Satan with the truth of your identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. And let's help one another do that as a church. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Anything else, guys? All right. Thanks. This is a good conversation. 